0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. You can get a 10% discount on your legal fees at LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the SquareBall. Slight change up to the format this week in that me and Moscow are here in the studio. There's Moscow. He's waving if you're watching the video version. They can see that. And from a distant land. I was just expressing that for the benefit of the people who might be listening who aren't watching it. Anyway, Michael is in Spain, aren't you? Having a jolly nice time. Having a nice time. There he is from a distant land.
2: Yeah. Very lovely. I should have got some comedy Spanish props, really. I should have some little balls and be wearing a flamenco dress or something, shouldn't have. But... Well, we do know that you, know are,
1: you are a committed racist, so um, that'll be right in your, in your wheelhouse. <laughs> you could get a Steve Evans-shaped piñata. Mm. It... <laughs> a misplaced sombrero. That's Spanish, in it, more or less? Uh, in the absence of, of Michael in the studio, we have filled his chair up with his crowdie. This is the crowdie that you had commissioned um, when the stadium was empty. It's Councilman Ken Bates from Casper in Wyoming. Long story, if you're a longer-term listener of the podcast, it will make sense. On the body of Vern uh, Troyer though, Michael.
2: Yeah, yes. I think we should make sure we tag in the in the YouTube stuff, tag Ken Bates, Wyoming. So if he ever searches for himself, he comes across this video and mm-hmm. hopefully sees himself in this in this way and is thoroughly confused by it. I mean he did he did vaguely catch on by then, didn't he? Because his um his Facebook group <laughs> that he set up for engagement with local people. Other um,
1: Council Matters, yeah.
2: Other council matters, yeah, did get completely overtaken by Leeds fans. So it'll be a nice reminder for him though.
1: It would. A quick reminder about TSB Plus as well, our membership package where you can get bonus bits from our chat with former Leeds United physio who oversaw all the Howard Wilkinson era. Um, He can tell a hell of a story, can soot and we've given some bonus bits to TSB Plus members as well. Otherwise, look out on the free feed even for the double episode version of that. Got that out of my mouth just about. Uh, You get a daily email from Moscow. Extra ball, extra podcasts, loads of stuff. TheSquareBall.net forward slash plus. Uh, We nearly binned off Relegation Watch. Last week. Uh
3: we, we obviously held our nerve and realised that would have been a naive move. Um also it gets funnier and funnier the longer it goes on and the further we get away from it. So it's it's comedy value. Well sort of soon. Well the big the, the
1: the big headline is that Sean Dyke has been sacked by Burnley and they then went to West Ham at the weekend. Quite an eventful game. Did you watch it? I did not. No. I'm, that, I'm on Older, I'm not watching that shit on Older. Uh, have you just heard a bang 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 by the way that was the builders next door building
3: the house michael
2: uh yes they are they are putting some like metal supports in i think you know they like do a pod concrete floor mm. i think they're putting some supports in to do that
3: it's good it's timing that they wait to to the, uh, <laughs> they waiting to do the metal stuff until you were there on holiday recording a podcast <laughs> oh the plus
2: they did piss off at about three o'clock yesterday so hopefully they will again
3: excellent anyway back to west ham burnley did you watch it moscow yeah, sort of. I mean, there wasn't a lot happening apart from poor odd what's his face, his ankle going westward, wasn't uh, backwards, and then um, Cornet missing a penalty, which was great. He's good. I love the fact that he, their best player is single handedly uh, taking them down with the miss against Norwich and then missing a penalty against West Ham because I think 2 0, they might have been all right, but there's got to be that feeling when you're down the bottom and your best player rolls a penalty. Cockily wide, he just, oh
1: God! Two very big, significant misses then in the recent weeks doesn't make you think, doesn't
2: it? It does make. He, he may have a relegation clause in his contract, and he's seen enough of Burnley, and he's six months there or whatever, and it's just been like, I can't risk, having, I can't risk having to stay here for another year. Well, you never get another, the fuck out!
3: The new manager might get the best out of him, whoever it will well, be, if they ever think of somebody, if they come up with any ideas, well, which we, they um, don't seem to have. We we
1: saw, we we saw Sean Dyche this week, and didn't we, like, he was having a, a high old time, a, a man lo- loving life um, out in Nottingham, getting lots of pictures with people. He looked to be very, very happy, didn't he?
3: Yeah, there was one tweet that said he, he looked exactly like someone who'd just been paid £15 million pounds to leave Burnley <laughs> um, as a town as well. But yeah, it was just um, there was one photo that I liked where I think he was, he was deliberately putting on like a big cheesy grin to just really emphasise like... I am living my best life now. Um, but yeah, he seems to have a great bank holiday weekend just drinking around Nottingham. There's one outside him outside Rock City. and in, So I've not seen any from the nights. They're all during the day. People seem to have spotted him in beer gardens and places. I am interested in the kind of the 3am Rock night, City night dance after floor. Dark. Yeah, see how that would have gone down. But um, I mean, why shouldn't he enjoy himself? Because it must be weird though as well, actually, because he was manager of Burnley for nine years and did so much of it. And they have, Essentially, just blown it all up. So, just mm. go down the pub and try not to care about it. it must be a weird situation for him. It's, it's a hell of a move, isn't it? At this
1: stage in the season, I mean, I thought we were late in the day changing managers ourselves because it takes time for you know to get a new manager, bounce new ideas to kick in, whatever it might be. It's a, it's a hell of a roll of the dice, isn't it? But ours is starting to look like a, a very very sensible move compared to what they've well, done. Well, we
2: did it with a manager in place, didn't we? Clearly, they had Marsh lined up, and the whereas it feels like Burnley have sacked him and then gone. Phew, <laughs> yeah, who else is here then? Ben, me? Can you do it? And then we'll let some of the other people do some of it. And I don't know. It feels like if you're going to sack someone at this stage of the season, you've got to have someone else lined up. And I mean, we were we just recorded Phil Hay, hadn't we? Down last when we heard the news, and we were. Our instinct to, it, instinct to reaction was that this is good news for us that they've sacked him because it was like, well, surely they're not going to stay up now.
1: You wouldn't imagine so. And, and on the evidence of what happened at West Ham, they were trying to pass the ball around a little bit more, but to no great effect. They were slightly more attractive, but they're still Burnley with the same
3: set of players. Yeah, I mean, there's been this thing for a while that Weckhorst well, would rather have the ball to his feet. So I don't know if that's what they were trying to achieve. I was reading about their new manager search and it seems that they want a interim manager. Mm-hmm. Between now and the end of the season. But they've got three games this week. They've already drawn the one against West Ham, which doesn't really help them at all. And then, if they, uh, who are they playing next? They've got Southampton. Southampton and then Wolves. So, if they don't get good results out of those, then what's <laughs> even the point of the interim manager coming in? Mm. So it's like, well, no, because <laughs> you're, they're going down and I can't save that situation. It is, it is much, much too late. And, um, Yeah, and the argument about Deitch being uh, somebody who could bring them back up again next season is apparently the owners aren't even considering being in the championship next season. That wasn't part of their thinking. They're just like, we need somebody who will keep us up now. It's like, okay, well, who is that going to be? We don't know.
2: Mm. (laughs) Not Deitch. Someone else, Yeah, probably. I I get the feeling with Burnley's owners, they are quite clueless. I, I remember it was an athletic podcast, actually, when they'd taken over and it's all... It's all like debt heaped back onto the club that they bought it with, isn't it? And they had some plans about marketing Burnley better and being able to generate enough cash to cover the debts and the interest by making it a much more interesting prospect. And they were going to do all this clever stuff. And you sort of think, "Mm, but Burnley, like of all the of all the clubs and the places, it's it's a small town. Which doctor? I mean, we'll slag off Burnley. Why not? It's not a particularly wealthy town, and it's surrounded by lots of bigger clubs. And it's like, well, what really Black are you Burn going to do at one. Burnley? <laughs>
1: <Whoa>. <laughs>
2: Burn, exactly. Right Halifax is. Town, not far away.
3: That is a low blow. And one of the first things they did, they gave um, Deitch a new contract last September, a new four-year contract, which means paying him off has cost them mm. 15 million, whereas, and I presumably gave him a pay rise as part of that as well. So sacking him at this stage has gone, cost them even more than it would have otherwise. It's not exactly a... a which is an interesting, I've had this... Can I drag this back momentarily in the, in the Bielsa direction? You know, he gets all that criticism for not signing a new contract or signing a long-term contract so mm. that the club could plan and would have would know the future and it would all be mapped out. He had a, a one-year contract and got sacked after eight months. Deitch had a four-year contract and got sacked after six months. It's kind of, contracts actually don't mean a thing. It's just the, the payoff. And I think it's kind of worth bearing in mind that, you know, Bielsa could have signed a 10-year contract at Leeds, and they still would have, he'd lose five games and they'd sack him. So I always thought it was kind of more of a realistic thing from him, whereas it's like, look, let's be real. I could sign all the contract you want, but if you want to sack me, you'll sack me. So let's just do it season by season. And then the benefit, Bielsa was an expensive manager and paying off him and all his staff will have cost us a lot of money. But can you imagine four years worth of that all preload and the complications and um, Deitch had all sorts of clauses about compensation if he went to another Premier League club, if somebody went to... None of that, Bielsa's like, let's just work together for a year because I know this is a short-term industry, you know this is a short-term industry, and even on a one-year contract, you'll line somebody up for the future anyway and sack me. So it's, it kind of um, is an interesting example of what a a contract is actually worth for a manager in the Premier League.
1: We came up with an idea, by the way, you may may remember if you've been listening for a while that we've got this bell,
3: which started out life as,
1: what did it start? Was, Was it the gantry gong?
2: The gantry gong. Yeah. Yes, but then Moscow is not He's not on the gantry anymore,
1: is he? Yeah, so gone? you've been moved down to the West stand. so it's kind of been, been made redundant. Did come up with an idea based on feedback that we should stop banging on about Marcelo Bielsa that it should become the Bielsa bell. So we use it like basically a swear. Anytime anyone drops the B-bomb in this junior mm. between now and the end of the season, because some people say you, you've got to stop talking about him. He's the past man. He's gone. He's history. So every time we mention him, we've got to ring the bell. And create maybe a swear jar, P. We can we can accumulate the fines, and it goes to the charity for the uh, for the walk at the end of May. What what do you say? I don't think Moscow
2: wants to give that much to charity, <laughs> truthfully. But we can force him. We'll get it taken out. To get it taken out of his wages,
1: he does. He hates the needy, doesn't he?
2: Oh, he does. He. he's no time for him whatsoever. <laughs> just <laughs> just sort thought it thought. out yourselves. That, that's it, his approach. It's
1: it's just it's a thought anyway. Anyway, we digress. It's,
2: it's been it's been funny watching the Burnley reaction because he is basically there. Bielsa, isn't he? There've been people in, yeah. in tears about it and. I mean, he's done. He has done
1: brilliantly for him. It You've did. It, say, it like... did hold up a mirror to us, didn't it? Because I've um, I've found a there's a clip somewhere of uh, of some someone in Burnley going in their Burn Daft Burnley accent. What's the word mm. I'm after? Mulling over his loss, kind of thing, and uh, lamenting. Did he even
2: get to say goodbye? That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I thought,
1: God of Nottingham, did did we did did we sound like that over Bielsa? But um, yes, when, we did.
3: When his sacking was announced, it was it was us, not Phil Hey when it was announced and Michael was talking about it. And I remember him saying he got so much out of those players, like who else is going to be able to keep them at that level? I was like, does that sound familiar yeah, yes. to, to anybody at all? But the, at least we did have some kind of idea of what we were doing, which sort of tied in before is the short-term contract didn't prevent us from having somebody ready to go, which in the end, you know, you can view that as maybe going behind his is back whatever Leeds had to have a succession plan in place it's just amazing you take that as normal it's like oh every every club must have a list of managers in case the one they've got either Apart from burnley. resigns why don't burnley <laughs> <laughs> what what are they doing why have they done this um what did they expect how badly are they going to destroy that club in the championship and below next season it will be fascinating to see what they do we'll come back to the relegation
1: stuff in a minute can uh, can I just put you on hold for a second michael is that all right mm? Because um, I know you know yeah. you're on holiday. Well, by coincidence, Sean Dyche is also on holiday at the minute as well. He's, he's, he's never is he? he is. Yeah, yeah. So if, if I can just put you on hold, and then I'm pleased to say we've got Sean Dyche on the line. So speak to you in a minute, Michael. All right, no worries. Sean, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you, Sean? You're right. I look quite like Michael but without glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Having a nice time then? Since she, I mean, did you enjoy Nottingham at the weekend? Ah, oh, it's fucking great. What did you put
2: I'm going to be dead in six months. I'm going to fucking stop drinking.
1: <laughs> what did you get up to in Nottingham? Drinking. <laughs> Listening to rock music. What's your favourite artist? Um, Queen.
3: <laughs> I'm now trying to think of bands that I would like to hear Sean Dyche say, do you like a Puddle of Mud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Who? 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 Bottle of mud. <laughs> Excellent.
1: And where? where limp, limp biscuit. Where, where are you on holiday Slip now?
3: no What about Smash Mouth? You a fan? Yeah. Of Smash Mouth. Smash. Yeah. Smash Mouth. Yeah. Doesn't work if you don't say it.
1: So <laughs> but sorry, I think Michael just came through on the line there for a second. Um, yeah. where, where are you now, Sean? Oh, he's, fucking,
2: he's fucking giggling like a twat.
1: Where Where are you now, Sean? On your holidays. I don't fucking know. It's up though. Rwanda. Um, it's better than Burnley.
2: I know that
3: much. <laughs> oh dear, mate. Um, mm. li- li- do you like Linkin Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Linkin Park. <laughs> Papa, Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah. Stained. Um, less than Jake. If I
2: like a dance.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This would take you back to Burnley Cold Chamber. Cold Chamber. Yeah. And it's the- spine shank the crazy town I've only enough new metal bands yet (laughs) I'm not not sure I mean I'm just I've only got to I'm actually I'm actually sweating I mean Alien Ant Farm haven't got their uh, their credit yet Uh, no Alien Ant Farm are good yeah Uh, Michael Jackson cover is class (laughs) (laughs) we're only at the uh, the A's the B's there is one there's one called Carajo apparently Mm. don't know them sounds foreign so anyway
1: enough of this and um, Sean can I just check what your plans are for the the rest of the season drinking Yep. (laughs) yeah laughing at Burnley
2: (laughs) (laughs) fucking idiots Uh, fuck all without me
3: did you ever think uh, Ben Mee had a coaching future no he's a fucking idiot
1: (laughs) (laughs) right Sean uh, thanks for that I'll let you get off the line so your voice can have a rest thanks (laughs) Michael you still there Michael can you hear me uh, oh, sorry, I've just, I need to put him off hold. There we go, Michael. Ah. Oh, there you go.
2: Oh, yes. Did yeah. you catch
1: what, what Deitch was just saying there?
2: Uh, yeah, more or less.
1: Yeah, he's just saying like he, d- he thinks Burnley are a bit silly and uh, he's into uh, rock music and drinking.
2: Mm. Yeah, he always was. He
1: always was. So anyway, back to Relegation Watch. And uh, I guess, hand in hand with that, Promotion
3: Watch, Fulham are back up again.
2: Yeah, so what? <laughs> For now.
3: Uh, yeah, well done, <laughs>
2: well done. Well. Well done, Follow.
3: How many is Mitrovic going to score in the Premier League next season? Five. Yeah, and then just straight back down again. And uh, we got what? We pretty much got rid of Watford as well, thanks to Pontus.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, we we can basically say Norwich and Watford are down. I mean, we've got on the sheet here, we've got 538.com, their projection for the Premier League finish. They've got us finishing 2019, 18, 17, 16th on 38 Mm points, 10% chance of relegation still, which hasn't changed since the weekend. But the chances of Burnley going down have increased
3: with their draw at the London Stadium. I have things to say about that Watford-Brentford game. Say it. Because Brentford are obviously there being, they're up to 11th and everybody's gone back to that thing of, they're ignoring the fact that they lost 20 games in a row or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, aren't Brentford great? Both their goals were set pieces and I read a report on the game before seeing any of it and it was all about how innovative and amazing like all the science that they do and they have a set piece coach and after the first goal Thomas Frank turned to where the set piece coach was sitting in the stand and like celebrated with him it was like yeah yeah you worked that out that was amazing and I watched it it's a corner flicked on at the near post finished at the back post I'm like who what that's not <laughs> that's not good that's, That's just much normal. In, Howard Wilkinson it was much doing in Chris that. White. Yeah, I was going to say, Howard Wilkinson was doing that 30 years ago. And then the second one, the one that Pontus wins the game for, from, is a uh, it's a free kick wide on the right. And it's a very good free kick crossed to the corner, the far corner of the six-yard box. But it's because Christian Eriksson's taken it and he's brilliant at them. Hmm. It's like, it's not, oh, Brentford, haven't they done it? Yeah, you sign a set-piece expert. Um, you, you you buy a set-piece right foot wand in Christian Eriksen which is you've only done because you know he's ill and everybody's Danish so it all works together (laughs) and then you just come up with oh yeah you know we've got a great idea we're going to do some flick-ons at the near past plucky little Brentford I'm looking forward to them going down next season I know everyone will say that, and they will say, well, everyone's going to say that, because in the same way we said second season syndrome, but it genuinely is harder, isn't it? So. Well, and also,
2: the, they won't be able to keep Christian Eriksson because he's no. too good for him. Yeah, everybody's them. seen, he'll, he'll he's,
3: he's absolutely fine now and they've remembered mm. how good he is mm. um, and that he's basically available for nothing. So he'll move on and they'll just go back into, uh, um, I mean, the only good thing is that you can say about them is I do give them some admiration for not sacking Frank. Mm. Um, but I'd rather they did because I don't like him. Mm. Fair enough. I'd rather, he went away. But it is There's, one Frank,
2: there's one Frank we don't want to see sacked, though, and that is Lampard.
1: Leave him doing his fine work. It will be interesting to see what happens um, this week. So, they've got, so we're recording ahead of their game against Leicester, and then Burnley against Southampton Thursday, and then Wolves Burnley on Sunday, all ahead of us playing against
3: Palace, which we're going to preview in the next bit. The one downside of Burnley sacking Deitch is that it was really set up for Deitch to teach Lampard a lesson over the next few weeks. But now it's got that real just whiff of Lampard getting away with it, hasn't it? We've already heard Mm. Jake Humphrey saying that if he keeps them up, he'll be the saviour of Everton and and all that nonsense. I'm I'm already sick of it. So I kind (laughs) of, although I think Burnley have, um, it's like Planet of the Apes at the end, where it's like, you fools, you blew it all up. Uh, There is, uh, I still have hope that they can overcome Mount Lampard and Mm. send him down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I think we can we'll probably be able to enjoy that once we're safe. If and when we Ah, oh, we're so. safe now. Nah. Look at it. Where are we? Well, how many points clear are we? Loads. Eight. Yeah, that's loads. Although that's
2: they've it. got better goal difference, so.
3: But it still does require both Everton and Burnley
1: to overturn our results and Burnley still needs to win three games more than us and then yeah. You know, us underperform compared to them for the rest of the season. So it's close, but you know Fingers crossed and all that. I'll be much
2: happier chance. once all the games in hand are done. I'll mm-hmm. be much happier because I've been I've been sick of seeing them and thinking, well, theoretically they could win all those, but once they ha- once they've been played and they haven't, mm. it'll be fine.
1: And we've obviously seen Derby getting relegated over the weekend. In, mm, shame. In, in cruel, Everyone likes to see it cruel fashion. Likes to see it. Uh, I mean, all joking apart and poking him with a stick and taking the Mickey out of them. It is nice to see him finally getting the just desserts for the financial <laughs> doping, isn't it? And because because like that playoff semi-final hurt and they, they absolutely made hay with it, which is fair enough. You know, when you, when you win under those circumstances, good, have a laugh at our expense, take a shit on our dressing room floor. If you're that way inclined, (laughs) but they were cheating. And this is the consequence of them cheating. I did like, I think it was, um, is it Steve Bloomer's washing is that one of their podcasts or something like that tweeted this morning saying just a reminder that, that Derby are actually 17th with 52 points and so on and so forth. And, externalising the blame and all that and uh, to be fair no, they were putting the blame on, on Mel Morris and then people were pointing out saying well actually if, you, if you're if you going to start discounting points deductions you would have gone down last season if Sheffield Wednesday hadn't had theirs so probably mm. best not to invoke that
2: <laughs> Yeah and, and also it's the, all the points they gained over those many years of doing dodgy financial stuff where they were not writing the values of the players down properly so they didn't have to report losses on it and selling the stadiums themselves all of those years all of those points they got they won by cheating.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, so, the, it's Brian Clough, put your medals in the bin, isn't it? But they didn't get any really medals. Is. They didn't get any they didn't. medals.
2: If they, The thing is, they almost, they could have got away with it and a different, they got to the playoffs like five years or something, daft, didn't they? When Morris was there. If they'd have got up in any of them, they'd have been fine. They'd have got to the Premier League. They could have started earning some money, could have started writing off the debts. You've got more flexibility in the financial fair play stuff, haven't you? So it's
1: the gamble you take. It is. And you failed. They're going to be playing uh, the likes of, I think you've got to say the likes of, haven't you, when it comes to a relegation to, to League One, but uh, Morecambe,
3: Burton, Accrington. Sheffield Wednesday. Who? Sheffield Wednesday. The likes of mm. Sheffield Wednesday. Never heard of them?
1: It?
3: No. Um, they used to be, uh, they were good for a while in the 60s.
1: Ah, right, okay. Uh, Forest Green are coming up from League Two as well, so it's uh, it's going to be quite a leveler in, in much the same way that we commissioned those rather uh, questionable wears Your t-shirts. But, well, you um, wonder
2: if Derby will be facing those teams to be honest, because there's a... Mm. There's a possibility they won't be even in the football league at all, which is you know, given the the amount of debt they owe and the fact that you're now buying a League One team without a stadium. And and a that, sta- oh, the stadium's at eighty million, which is good. Yes. So it, if they can get if they can get if they can get that back, wow! And
3: they sell it again. <laughs> the uh, the nature of their relegation was quite amusing as well. With the it was a real um, it was all down to. Were, uh, Red Bull, Red four-one
1: down, weren't they? And they, yeah. they equalised in the
3: ninety-fifth minute. And then the uh, QPR goal, eighty-eight, that was 88 minutes, 88 minutes ah! as well, crossed in to um, by Ilias Chair. Yep, I notice comfortably played the ball in from the left, mm-hmm. um, and then crossed from there. So yeah, good to have uh, a little bit of. Uh, I mean, the guy's name is Chair. Yeah. You you're just you desperately searching for putting a comfy... As I yeah. said, the word comfy as well. Everyone do do yeah. your own from that. We, we got there. Yeah. We got there. I watched Huddersfield yesterday. How was that I again? You're on holiday. Why would you do this? And uh,
2: well, I'm with my I'm with my family. My brother-in-law is a Huddersfield fan, so I had it on. So they, they were good at Huddersfield.
1: They're doing all right. Aren't I they?
2: Have to, I have to say they were, they should have won that game by about five. They just kept breaking through a very high back line and, and missing chances. Does but, it look yeah, does, it look, look Biel, does it
1: look Bielsay because I've I sort of watched them a bit over the weekend cuz they've been on a couple of times but not really paid close attention.
2: Not particularly. It was quite it was energetic in a B3 way but it wasn't um it felt a bit more pragmatic. Mm. It was a bit more like just well they just seem to keep putting balls over the top and getting through on goal seems to be the main way of doing it but
3: Is uh, Jordan Rhodes the perfect Bielsa striker that we should have signed?
2: <laughs> Jordan Rhodes can barely run. So no. He's but that really finish,
3: slow. that goal good was finish. good.
2: It was a good finish, but sure. yeah, he can't, he can't, he, I mean, he was never fast anyway particularly, but he really can't run now, but could still put it in the net.
3: Now, imagining uh, whether Andy Booth would have been good, just go back through <laughs> Huddersfield strikers, Tony Filoskirk, <laughs> could he fit it into a Bielsa system? Frank Worthington? Mm. mm
2: of course, yeah. John Stead, do to think of some others. Oh, could John Stead,
3: the legend.
1: We're just listing old Huddersfield players now. So um, Yeah, that's but, uh, fun though, isn't it? Yeah, let's wrap up the rest of the stuff then. 23s are trying to break the attendance record against Man City on Friday. Last count, I think we had 12,000, 13,000 tickets for Seoul, which is pretty cool, isn't it? Record is like 16,000. Although,
3: no idea what happened in the last game. Allegedly lost to Brighton, but uh, yeah, was there any way of telling who was who? It's a mystery. I tried watching that game, but we were wearing, uh, first of all, as you often get in under 23s games, it's a very low camera angle, so you're just about, just above head height. And then we were wearing the lilac kit against their blue and white stripes. And if you remember from the Premier League match at Brighton, that was quite difficult to tell them apart when everybody is sort of at the same pitch level and you can't really distinguish them. It was like being trapped in, um, like an opium den with the <laughs> with the Dulux color dog, right? And just the has that happened often? Purple, white, and blue and green, just kind of rolling across the screen, so I don't really remember. Um, I had a, a look again at the highlights. Their goal was just some scruff bag nonsense. It shouldn't have counted because it wasn't very <laughs> elegant. Um, compared to second half, Sean McGurk, and again, we're throwing uh, orange into this Columix, blasted a beautiful shot from outside the area off the top of the crossbar, and that was way cooler than what Brighton did, so as so far as I'm concerned, we should have won. Mateo Joseph looked decent again. Emil Heskey's cousin. Who's playing up front for us and signed in January. He scored his first goal the other week against whoever that was and used McGurk as like a fake. I could square it to you and you'll knock it in, but no, I'm just going to shimmy past the goalkeepers. That was good. And then this time he did actually set up Amari Miller for a chance, but he shot wide as well. Pathetic. But he looks good. Pathetic. Don't call it, they're, they're children. Don't call them <laughs> pathetic. They did the best. Is this how it's going to be? 12,000 people at uh, Road <laughs> on Friday night. Then... Manchester City's team of like Champions League experienced <laughs> alleged under twenty threes are all just um, waltzing around them. <laughs> <if they're sick. laughs> uh, Will Scott
2: tell be playing? Don't don't tell your 23?
3: teacher? Oh, that would be interesting. Finally, let's wrap
1: it up on a transfer rumor. Not far off the window opening now. Actually, to be fair, when you look at it, it's only what eight weeks away or something like that. The window opens. Oh, good. So we can start talking about that again now. Love that. Florian Grillich has been linked. He's a midfielder. He's twenty six. Plays for Hoffenheim, Austrian. Links to Arsenal and Everton as well. He's also able to play centre back. Crucially, has a man bond. Mm. so it's quite hard because yeah. if you slot him into that side to be able to pick him apart from Pascal
3: Strouk, bring him in.
2: I, I feel like he'd combine with Jack Harrison as well. He's got Jack Harrison's eyebrows, based on this picture that's on the prep sheet. Anyway, very well, um, very well kept.
1: He's actually, he's maybe like a hybrid of Harrison and Strouk, isn't he? If they bred, if
3: you spliced genes from the pair of them, we put. Them- Transfer targets together out the old, like, Identikit photos. Yeah. <laughs> the the eyes of uh, Harrison, the man bun of Ailing. Excellent. So, uh, so that's that. Yeah, quite a fallow week with no, um, no legal night that's, action. That's our detailed analysis of Florian. <laughs> well, uh, it's probably Grilich. not going to happen, is it? No, I get the feeling that with... Um, well, he's linked on a free, so it might. With Jesse Marsh oh, okay. being involved, we're just going to be linked to absolutely every sort of... I mean, this guy's he's got the Austrian... Um, links as well as the Germans, so it's kind of just, it all fits in. So if they're American, Austrian or German, or have even, have played
2: for any Red Bull club.
3: Yeah, we will be linked to them.
1: And obviously anybody who Real Madrid or Barcelona want to get rid of as well, we've got that to contend with.
3: Yes, yeah, you can just slide those in. And then there was uh, there was one, I can't remember if it was one day after the other or if they were both on the same day, but there was um, an article about Calvin Phillips turning like he does not want to leave he w- wants to sign a new contract at leeds and then the next headline was about the midfielder who marshes uh lining up for as he prepares for life without phillips who is going to scum so immediately the stories are all absolutely aligning he's not though is he no but you know i mean when two reports on the same page are saying completely different things he just Maybe it's best to just like go outside and just shop, go for a walk. Don't yeah. tell me to shop. Not
1: you. I meant just them. Stop publishing contradictory stories. I'm not. Get to the truth. That's all we want. Bring us the That's truth. That's Matt. That's Leticia. He'll know. <laughs>
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1 dot com. Have
1: you heard about wills? Future King? No, no, no. The written kind of wills, where your stuff goes. Yes, absolutely correct. Um, Levi's Listers do all sorts of future planning services for you. And they are right behind us on this podcast. If you're planning for the future, whether it is wills, lasting power of attorney, inheritance tax planning, Levi's can take care of all that for you. Because you need to make sure you see like what's in your loft. I mean, I'm thinking, shoot magazines from the 1980s, VHS tapes with Leeds United on them, maybe a collection of football shirts, that kind of thing.
2: Hmm. My VHSs are going to the the dog's home, so the, dog, so the dogs can <laughs> can watch them, can, can, can enjoy those. <laughs> the eleven uh, card trick with Wilco, that sort of stuff. It's, it's ideal for him.
1: No matter how old you are, you need an up-to-date will. Levi Solicitors can take care of it. 10% off your legal fees as well if you go through us. So have a look at the website for the full range of legal services for you and for your business. levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We're into part two of the show then now, and this is the preview section. It's still a way off, actually, because we're recording this uh, Tuesday lunchtime. Monday night football, Crystal Palace. They lost 2-0 to Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final on Sunday. Their season's now over. Hopefully, they're going to be demoralised. We'll go there. We'll win. We'll be safe. Season over for us. And we can sit back and enjoy the rest of it. That's the plan. That is the plan. There's no reason we can't go there and win, is there? Like you say, they've nothing to play for.
2: Just let us win, Palace. Come on. (laughs) There'll be no beds about it. You're safe. Let us be safe
1: too. Well, they've won eight times this season. Beaten some pretty big teams, actually. They won at Man City, didn't they? Earlier this season. Arsenal they beat recently, obviously, at home. 3-0. They've lost four times at home. Villa, West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea. Will we be the fifth?
3: They are quite an unusual bunch. How many games have we won this season? Eight as well, I think. So, but how come they're having such a better season than us? Uh, Because they've drawn more games. They've drawn 13. We've drawn nine. Well, that doesn't seem fair because the entire point of bringing in three points for a win in whenever Jimmy Hill organised that was to reward attacking football and that you will, you know, if you... Try to win more games instead of just settling for a draw. Because when you you got two points for a win, it was pretty easy to just take one point. Um, was to put a stop to teams like Crystal Palace doing this. I, <laughs> I feel like it's not fair, and they've they've um, they've done something bad and wrong.
1: They've got um, a game before us as well. It should um, it should be added to the record. They're playing at Newcastle on Wednesday, which is tomorrow as we um, as we record this. So they're going to be obviously the jet lag factor there to think about. Mm. all that travelling up there to uh, to Tyneside
3: and they have that journey to Wembley as well that's always a tiring tiring trip for everybody I've been oh. following him a bit on,
1: on Twitter because I follow
3: the, I think
2: five year plan there yeah. stuff, and they look like they had a nice day at Wembley I'm glad they got there because Man City and Chelsea fans and uh, miserable bastards when they have to go to Wembley they're like
1: but isn't it, dem- it demoralising with- to think that the best you can get out of Wembley is a nice day out in the semi-final
3: you know, I mean you know, the semi-final should,
2: they should not be there either no. is the other thing to say
3: you can well, you know you can dress up as an eagle anytime you want really though can't you? It doesn't have to happen at Wembley. When when did you last dress as a, a bird of prey? Never have. Never felt the need. But there <laughs> seems to be a lot of people at Wembley just ready to do it. And I wonder what they're doing the rest of the time. Nobody's stopping them. What's your what favorite? Bird would, what, what bird would you dress? I was up just going
1: to say, what's your favorite one? What would you go for? Would you go for eagle or Probably penguin? A, a peacock. A, a penguin so. is not a bird of prey. So as oh, a bird though.
3: Does it have to be a bird of prey?
1: I mean, if, if you, I think a bird,
2: just
3: any bird, just any bird, a woodpecker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why best choice?
3: I don't know. Peck some wood, yeah. something to do, and you you come away with a product. This is true. <laughs> a finely honed piece of woodworking. Yeah, maybe a bolt. Yeah, or a a a, uh, a balsam plane. <laughs>
1: Excellent. I feel like we've gone a little bit off pace here. Anyway, uh, palace woodpeckers. Uh, that's their. I, nickname, I thought it?
2: I've, I've got to be honest. I thought they might go down this season, but they've
1: done well. They've had a good season. Yeah, well, all it took was getting rid of boring old fart
3: Roy Hodgson and bringing some players in. <laughs> and uh, obviously, I mean, the, the subplot to all this is that Patrick Vieira and Jesse Marsh don't like each other. Oh, do they not? They were city rivals when Marsh was at the New York franchise of the Fizzy Bunch and the uh, New, uh, the New York franchise of Manchester City was in the hands of Patrick oh, Vieira. Football romance, eh? Oh, it's just beautiful. Um, a, real,
1: a real classic rivalry.
3: And uh, um, they had a game. I think it was the last time they met was um, Marsh started going on in the build-up to the game, playing mind games, about how Perlow and Lampard and whoever else, David Villa, were always getting free kicks. And then in the match, the referee was not giving them free kicks. Patrick Vieira got Hugely annoyed. I think he may have got sent off. Maybe he didn't get sent off. Um maybe he got sternly told off. But he didn't he then didn't shake Jesse Marsh's hand at the end of the game and afterwards he um lambasted the refereeing and said that it'd been refereed that way because Marsh had spent all week crying about refereeing and he'd done it so that the referee so to get into the referees' heads.
1: Did, did Marsh as well start trash-talking him about drinking wine? He might go off there and fancy drinking wine. I'm not drinking wine. Yeah, he was saying... I'm, uh, I'm not a, a French square.
3: He was saying, you know, we could go and have a drink afterwards, uh, maybe a, a nice bottle of wine, but he, he said, uh, I think we come from very different backgrounds, um, which is true. You know, Patrick Vare is raised in France. Uh, Jesse Marsh is raised in Wisconsin. Yes, those those places are different. I don't know um, if that was necessarily surprising, but yeah, he seemed to be using... You
2: can drink, you can drink wine, though. Mm. It's available. And Patrick, I mean, I'm fr- I'm from Wakefield and I drank some wine as recently as yesterday.
3: And Patrick Vieira can drink (laughs) drink beer as well if you wanted to. Mm. Mm. You could have a, a, what do you call it? What's the beer that comes from Milwaukee? It's um, PBR, isn't it? Past Blue Ribbon. You could have one of them.
1: Yeah. Friends across the ocean.
3: Well, they're not friends. So, you know, maybe this will end up with um, Jesse Marsh headbutting him. Mm. That'll be exciting. It's all very tedious, isn't it, that? Well, Mars seems to like, like he was saying the other week, that he feels that the Premier League so far is a little bit too collegiate, that everybody's too friendly, and he, you know, tried to stir that up. He didn't shake hands with uh, Dean Smith, although he said, said that was an apology. He, ah, he made that as a mistake. Radrizani loves the disruptor. He's coming to disrupt things. Yeah. Who else didn't he? Uh, I think it was the, the...
1: Wolves
2: had a bit of bad beef in it. Was it that, maybe?
3: Yeah, we had arguments. Who did we play in the last match? <laughs> Watford. I think I think yeah. there was another game where he's just not bothered with the handshake at the end because he just doesn't play by the rules unless it's obviously the Red Bull company handbook. But um oh, that was
1: very catty. Him, you'll well, get some
3: pelters for that. He's a company man. He says to so himself, he's um, risen through the ranks, and yes, yeah, so maybe him and Vera a bit. And yes, yeah, so he was saying everybody in England a little bit too nice. They're all having a, a drink after the game and stuff, and it's all fine. But he he wants a bit of needle, so maybe. This is the time for he's going to take on Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane style. Mm. Okay,
1: some building work going on there, Michael, and you are. Yes, again, we're just enjoying enjoying the fruits
3: of you being on that side of the house. It's Jesse Marsh headbutting a steel um, girder just to psych Patrick Vieira out. That's what we can hear.
1: It seems to be Conor Gallagher is their best player.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe they- I said they'll go down. I thought they might go down this season. Maybe next year when he goes back to Chelsea and they cannot use him, mm-hmm. they just- they'll just have him just so no one else can.
3: He's a weird one. Whenever I've tried to watch Crystal Palace, mainly to see what he looks like, is Gallagher any good, did we miss out? So he will not look great, but you can't argue with eight goals, three assists, England call-up, influential, and they lost against Chelsea without him at the weekend in the FA Cup semi-final. So he was obviously doing something, but I've never, yeah, I can well believe that it's true that he's hiding his, his good performances when I'm not watching, but I've never looked at him and thought, Oh, that's the player we, we needed but mm-hmm. then I guess I a player would have oh, been helpful yeah, I was going to
1: say yeah, I've looked at him and thought yeah he'd have fit well and he's a midfielder which is
2: we've not had many of. yeah that's that,
3: better than no midfielders isn't it but he didn't want to come did he mm. so he made his little bed of eagle feathers and lied down in it and scored eight goals yeah so
1: they are they're 13th yeah they're only four points better off than us and that's by virtue of four draws they've played a game fewer than us which will be made up um, through the week tomorrow Newcastle they kind of. Feel, I'm just looking at their last five, it's like drawn one, drawn one, lost. They're kind of a, just that mid-table all over the place. No idea what we're going to get, although they do, have, they do have a positive goal difference, I know.
2: I think we can win this, and I think we should aim to win it. Let's just have it all over and done with,
3: please. Mm. The games that come afterwards do make this just one that we, it, would, it would be a good idea to win it.
2: Yeah, it just gives us the breathing space. I know it doesn't look like we've been kind of expecting Burnley to go on a great run all season, haven't we? And it, it's never happened. But if they did, it would be nice if we were just too far for them to, to pull back into it. And um, you kind of expect Everton, despite the fact they've got an absolute idiot managing them, they can pro- they'll probably just about get two or three more wins, won't they?
3: Although they've got similar level of teams coming up that we have. Mm. Um, they're playing all the top sides, although we have Arsenal. Is,
2: is Frank, Frank Lampard going to complain about that? It's not fair that we have to play these games.
3: They should have played them all... Um, <laughs> Get them all out of the way when Rafa was still there so he didn't have to suffer. But yeah, they've got Leicester next, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester again, Watford, Brentford, Palace and then end at Arsenal. So it's that um, Liverpool and Chelsea need to put them in their place, don't they? Because actually, yeah, Watford, Brentford are obviously is going to win every game between now and the end of the season. Because that's how they do. Palace and who knows about Arsenal. What a mystery. But yeah, when we have City, Arsenal, Chelsea, it's really the other three games that we need to concentrate on. Well, that projection has
1: got us finishing on 38, so that that thinks we're going to get another five points, which is win one of those games and draw the other
3: two, isn't it? Um, And presumably lose to those three teams. Who does? I wonder who they're projecting us to beat specifically. Manchester City? And then we draw against Mm. uh, a couple of others. Well, I I was starting to read about their method of how they calculate these projections, and they run like
1: 20,000, the season 20,000 times over um, Mm. based on Sounds boring. Algorithm. I don't think they actually sit and manually calculate it. It's all just done yeah. through well, algorithm. They used to do that with a,
3: a set of dice and some paper.
1: Right. That's it. It's, it's basically a fancy version of that. Uh, and what <laughs> they come out with is on 38 points more often than not. That's the likeliest outcome, they reckon.
3: Well, I hope it is all based on us beating Crystal Palace and then drawing with City and Arsenal. Because then it would probably change the calculations again. It would put us then as like, oh, well, they're probably going to beat Chelsea, Brighton and Brentford. So that would be good. Because then it would put us on like 80 points. So it would be cool. <laughs> yes, I do
1: share that feeling that you just expressed, Michael, which is win this one and then we can all just relax. And that kind of puts it all to bed. Because you've seen like Newcastle have tipped over that thought of 36, 37 points. They're done and dusted now. They're fine, aren't they? It's That's not a gap that's going to be closed between now and the end of the season. Just get it done. I've had enough.
2: <laughs> all right, and let's Let's get it done and then enjoy it for a bit. Jesse can settle down and we can all just get ready for next season mm-hmm. without any um, without
1: any dramas. It's hard to know where, which way this one's going to go. I can't quite call this one. I think we've got it well within us to do any of the three outcomes that are possible here. Because it's that it is essentially, I mean, if you are to class as being in the lower end of that middle group, anybody in that middle group can take points off each other.
2: I mean, Phillips is presumably going to be fit again now because he's had another, you know, 10 days or whatever it'll have been between games. I don't even know how long it's been. We've not played in ages, have we? But he'll have had, he's had a chance for a proper rest again. You'd think Bamford aside, probably
1: everyone's back. Not Tyler.
2: Well, yes, of the first team.
1: Junior Furpo?
2: Of the first team.
1: <laughs> I mean, Phillips.
2: Well, if we're ailing Dallas and midfielders fit, then I wouldn't have Furpo in the in the left back,
3: truthfully. so. Phillips has been off playing golf with Click. Okay. And took his whole family on holiday as well. They seem to go to the same place. That was nice. So if he's fit enough to play golf, she'll be fit enough to play football because mm-hmm. it, it's strenuous. Mm-hmm. Gordon, <laughs> Got to walk around a bit. Well, Gordon Strachan always used to, he used to lambast footballers or he said he couldn't understand footballers who played golf because if he said to them, right, we're going on a 10 mile walk, they'd all moan. We said you're going on a ten mile walk, but you get to, you're going to carry this big bag of clubs <laughs> and um, and put yourself through all this effort of wanging a ball as hard as you can. Going, oh no, yeah, that, that looks like a that sounds great, but there is a lot of you have to be fit to play golf. I will these. say
2: mitigations to this: you do get old players like you know Jack Nicholas and people turning up at tournaments in their seventies <laughs> and still having it around. So, are you suggesting a seventy year old man could play midfield for Philly United?
3: No, but I bet they're still strong. Go and fight oh. Jack Nicholas and see how, how how you get on. That's my advice to you. <laughs> Cut your holiday short, find Jack Nicholas. fight him.
2: Okay, well, he's 82 now, yeah. so you never know. I, might I bet he'd still
3: knock you around. He'd teach you, put you <laughs> in your place, <laughs> sit you right down. Also, you've got to bear in mind he's got a stick. Yes, that is true. So he comes out.
2: The, uh, the old Craig Bellamy.
3: But it's Tuesday morning, and so they are back now in training. But the first... that I've seen from training was Ilan Mellier's Instagram story, which was matches Click, practising his golf swing in the (laughs) the gym, demonstrating it. He's got a big stick from somewhere and he's demonstrating how good his golf has got. So, I mean, if we're going to challenge Crystal Palace to, you know, nine holes, then maybe we'll win that. It does feel quite hard to try and predict this one at this
1: stage, doesn't it? I guess we'll have a better idea towards the back end of the week when they have the press conference and stuff like that. Still won't have a
3: clue until it kicks off.
1: I mean, what do your waters say about this one? Which way is it going to go? Can you feel Can you feel which way this is? I, I genuinely can't with this one.
2: I oddly feel like we might win it, which is never a good thing. I think every time you're, I predict you to win it. because you're fucking
1: giddy because you're on holiday.
2: You've, yeah, had a bit of sun,
1: you've had a bit of sunshine, you've had a nice time, you're not here. A bit,
2: a bit of distance from West Yorkshire and I feel much happier.
1: <laughs> so you've suddenly become optimistic, which is never a good
3: sign. Moscow, what do you think? Um, we've beaten them once, so we can beat them again. Mm-hmm. and we um, we deserved that win as well although it was a 94th minute Rafinha penalty we played well against and we we, we won the XG for um, as much as that matters, yeah I'm just looking back at the stats, we had 2 of 15 shots on target but they only had 1 of 9 mm. so, um, and both hours were saved, so uh, yeah if we beat them once we beat them again and there is you know some truth to the emotional toll of losing an FA Cup semi-final and then the emotional toll of going to Newcastle like takes it out of anybody doesn't it yeah well I we did it for four or five years I was yeah. very tired by the end so the I, don't think I
2: don't think they're going to be driving the whole way in a 15 year old Mazda 6 I've got to be
1: honest it's, <laughs> I mean I'd, I had cruise control I do have cruise control
3: it's a good Mazda 6 Michael the drive was probably the best part but it, it's it's the being there that will probably be them because they used to you know vibrant South London the Sainsbury's <laughs> at the stadium you know all that kind of um, fun stuff And then Croydon's got a tram (laughs) and then they go up there and like obviously there's the metro, but where does it take you?
2: Jimmy Nail in pursuit of you.
3: (laughs) Well, exactly this. Sting haunting you, jumping out behind um, pillars with his mandolin. (laughs) Great. Uh, I think what I want to see from this one from a Leeds perspective,
1: because I can't quite put my finger on what the result's going to be, I'd like to just see some evidence that the plan is actually falling into place and and looks like they know what they're doing, you know. More control, to uh, to coin a phrase mm-hmm. that Steve Nichol might use. Just some evidence that there's been
3: progress over this last couple of weeks in terms of the shape. Well, they've all been off on holidays so as well. <laughs> it's all down to what you're going to do from now until the game. Right. So the last week has just been a week, week off.
1: A week off, bloody hellfire. Imagine that under Bielsa. Sorry, I should ring the Bielsa bell really, shouldn't I? So it must it's be quite a culture shift. But hopefully though it, it has you know you, you know we've we've had lots of talk of, of de-stressing them. Hopefully it has acted as a de stressor.
3: Yeah. And um they've been able to just um relax a little bit. Yeah, there's worse things they, they could have been doing and you know I mean the thing about Calvin's holiday is he has taken the whole family with him and Matt Click. Yeah. So it's it's nice. I like, I like to think just click went though. <laughs> um so it's uh um that's I, I hope it will have sort of relaxed them all and chilled them all out. And then there is still so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all to work on this and then go down there. London and beat the pants off them, Marsh style. Great stuff.
2: I, I like to think Click and Calvin were in bunk beds and Calvin's mum had taken some packet soup with them, forgive them for tea, because she, <laughs> she, she can't trust the foreign food.
1: You're, you're speaking from experience here, aren't you? <laughs> I can, I, I, given, given that you've got twin boys.
2: <laughs> oh, they, they eat anything. Christ, they are having like <laughs> octopus legs and stuff yesterday. They're, they're more grew. The more like gruesome it is the better.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, there we go then. No idea quite what's going to happen, but, you know, hope for the best. Expect the worst and all that. But um, I guess we'll we'll see next week, won't we? So what have we got this week then? Phil, are you coming on for the Phil Hay show, Michael? Nah, just speak to Phil yourself. All right. He does most of the heavy lifting, doesn't he, anyway? So that's, yeah, that's exactly. Absolutely fine. Well, you enjoy the rest of your holiday, okay? And we look forward Thank to you, very you much. back next week when you're all depressed and sad. But you, it's, not, it's sunny here in West Yorkshire. It's not too bad. Oh good.
2: Yeah, Go you should have um, stayed.
1: Yeah. I went for a, I did I did a ten mile walk yesterday on the canal actually, practicing for our charity walk. We're gonna have some more details about that coming out soon by the way. So if you're doing that or you want to follow that, details about that. And I got blisters is about the, the size of it walking along the canal path in trainers. From,
2: from ten miles. So you need to walk nine times further. How much if you'd walked nine times that distance, how do you think your feet would be? Nah, not very good.
1: Not very good. Anyway, oh, well. we will uh, we'll get around to all that. Uh, look out for the weekly show. Next week we'll do all the usual stuff, um match ball. The palace, propaganda, and so on and so forth. We'll return at the weekend then. We'll speak to you then.
3: The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip?